Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. And that was exactly as terrible as I was thought it was going to be. Congratulations, Billy. Well done. Hello, good people, and welcome to the podcast Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I am your host, Sam, and I am joined this week by. Well, I had them on the Jurassic Park episode. We were chatting away a little bit afterwards, and we realized that Topher's favorite movie is Turn the Jedi, so I had to get them back. So it's Topher and Billy from River, from We Watch the Thing. Well, one of you's from We Watch the Thing. The other one couldn't be fucked with that shit anymore. How are you guys going? What's happening? <laughs> we got this a bit of deja vu, really, because the last two episodes we actually did of our show proper together were Jurassic Park and Return of the Jedi back to back. So here we are. This is this is kind of fun. <laughs> I, I agree with Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tove. And two times in a row now, I've had an episode lined up, all set to record. Okay, Macho and Kahu, let's do this. Cool, sweet, yep. Next Thursday, yep, cool, let's do this. We, Yep, that's cool. Hey, boys, what time are you coming over tonight? Oh, I can't make it, I can't make it either. Okay, what about tomorrow? Oh, I can't do that either. Fuck! <laughs> Here we are! <laughs> Go to... If you want something done dependably, go to Australia. That's what I'm telling you, New Zealand. <laughs> Said no one. <laughs> Said us Kiwis. That's about it. No, we don't say that. Why the fuck would we say that? Uh, anyhow, um, the movie Return of the Jedi. I'm not going to bother anyone with a plot because, holy fuck, if you haven't seen this movie by now, you're <laughs> never going to. So what's the point of trying to lure you into it? Uh, scores, <laughs> scores for this film. 8.3 out of 10, and it was quite interesting because you can do a bit of a deep dive into IMDb statistics, and I found out that one IP address in Canberra has actually created 700,000 IMDb accounts and rated this movie 10 out of 10, which I found quite interesting. So, hey, um, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, which kind of corresponds, and 58% on Metacritic. So, pretty high scores for what is Topher's favourite film of all time. But, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that a little bit more. Soon, if you haven't heard this podcast, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. We start with 10 that can be applied to any film. We then move through three personal questions that we thought of while we were watching this film before we finish on a Patreon question. One we start with, Compliment Sandwich. Topher is the man of the hour, as as this is your favourite film. Lead us off, man. I will, Sam. I'm very happy to. As you know, I've said it to you off the record. I've said it to you on the record. The hyperbole sandwich is stupid and has no business being anywhere near your podcast. It's like at the end of a game when an athlete says, we really gave 110% out there. (laughs) No, you didn't. Because you can't do that. And they always say that after losing too. It's always like the losing to, oh, you know, we we tried our best. We really gave 110%. You would have fucking won if you did that. Yeah, yeah, hyperbole sandwich is um, wrong and irrational. Speaking of irrational... (laughs) <laughs> my undying love for my favourite film which has not changed since age six <laughs> so I will be giving three good things about oh, this yes! my favourite film ever yes <laughs> the first thing and I think this is an undisputed fact this is the best ending to a Star Wars trilogy we have <laughs> say what else say anything oh. else you can about this movie it is the best ending 
to a Star Wars trilogy. Uh, I I am going to disagree with you because have you seen um, those Ewoks movies? How there was two of those. Caravan of Courage. Caravan of Courage, another one. Well, they, they had the common sense. Yeah, to never Battle for Endor. Yeah, yeah, Battle Brilliant. for Endor. They had the common sense to not actually make a third one, and so they put us out of our miseries. So <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> You're a brave man. Next great thing, models in space. Yes. CGI, CGI does some amazing things and used well. Uh, it's fantastic. But you know what looks awesome? Models in space with actual goddamn light reflecting off their surfaces. Yeah. Here's the question of the hour then. So which version of this film did you watch? Didn't need to. I can just close my eyes and this movie comes on, Billy. Because <laughs> it is so... I think it's virtually impossible to find an original copy of this movie these days. Um, I had to watch the crummy special edition, which is, quite frankly, not that special. <laughs> yeah. Where was that going, Billy? <laughs> Well, just because you were talking about models in space and they replaced so much of it with CG. I ah, thought you well. were going to then segue back to that, but I guess not. No. no. <laughs> Next great and most unhinged great thing about this film. Don't say it. Ewoks rule. I knew. Ewoks rule, knew people. I, I do not understand the people, and apparently there's many of them who, who don't like these delightful little murder bears. Ewoks are the bomb. Get on board, people. Stop hating. <laughs> I, I don't actually have much to say about what I do, actually. I'm just fucking going to do a bit of foreshadowing now. But, the, I mean, the, you, you sort of forget how just insane some of the kills that these bears managed to pull off. Like, you know, like I, they had a stormtrooper over the head with the, the, the speed of a sloth and the, like, firepower of a wet fucking tissue. And yet the stormtrooper just... <laughs> fucking almost explodes deaths from a simple tap to the head and you're just like you underestimate what? the murder bears of endor at your peril so well, they're definitely australian bears for sure <laughs> true so i'm i meant to give a score aren't you, i you, you now need to give a score and bef- okay. before before you give a score i did get you on here to do this because i wanted you to give a hyperbole sandwich because you keep protesting it and protesting and protesting it can't wait to hear your score so strike me down with all your hatred and your journey to the dark side will be complete all right it has so i need to, be to cover 10,000 if thanks know how it works um, <laughs> to co- <laughs> to cover off as low as your scores could possibly be and still have us kind of average out at what I consider to be an appropriate score. Um, I'll give this film 29,990. <laughs> the man. That's what I want to hear. The man. Wow. Over, over to Billy. All right. I am not giving a hyperbole sandwich for this film. This isn't Jurassic Park. We've been there. It's not Jurassic Park. Uh, first good thing is getting to see the conclusion of this saga. Like, you mentioned it's the best end to a trilogy. I don't actually think that's the case. But it is a fitting ending, I think. And getting to see, you know, the end of this journey for Vader and everything, I just think that's pretty cool. What are you, a Rise of Skywalker guy? <laughs> he is. First, first bad thing, the Ewoks. <laughs> They're not good, mate. Shame. Shame. <laughs> nom, nom. I, I w- I mean, I, yeah, I wish that it had just been a planet of uh, Wookiees as originally planned, because the Wookiees are amazing. I mean, it's kind of cool that we over and only ever really get to see Chewbacca, but I mean, man, this battle would have been so much better with Wookiees doing it. 
And uh, my final good thing is the visuals of this film. Like, I don't think this is the best-looking Star Wars film. It's probably the weakest of the, the three originals. But, I mean, like you said, Toph, like, when you see those models in space and some of the map painting work and stuff that was done, it's pretty damn impressive and, and a joy to watch. Fair enough. Score out of 10,000 lightsabers. Uh, I'm a 3,100, just to kind of balance what? us back out from Tofus. You're shit sandwiching this. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm a 6,724. <laughs> what the fuck? These scores are all over the place. <laughs> yes. This is like you after you've had one beer. <laughs> it's a good movie. Like, it's a, it's a good movie. I don't think it's anywhere near the best Star Wars movie, but it's, it's I mean, it's always fun to watch. You throw this on, you're going to have a good time. That is true. That is true. Uh, my first good thing, I, I tried to go... I try to go off <laughs> off topic because I was like, I'll I'll go for stuff that's not going to get brought up, and then I was like, my first good thing was it wraps the trilogy up nicely, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, <laughs> so there we go. We've talked about that. I mean, it really ties the room together. It does. Like it, we, we've gone on this journey of Luke being this like farm boy who's staring off into the distance and wishing he was somewhere else, to him surrounded by all the people that mean everything to him, and he's like yeah. accomplished things, which I think is wishing awesome. his sister was someone else. Yeah, exactly. Who, who would have thought that we would have the, the same first good thing? I know. It's bizarre, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I was the same. I was trying to think of things that wouldn't get said. <laughs> exactly. And it's funny, like, while we were talking about that, my other good thing was Williams' score, which I've we've already oh, yeah. sort of mumbled about as well. I mean, getting Billy to give a rendition of that was a stupid fucking idea, and I don't know why anyone still <laughs> listens to this podcast, but hello, thank you. If you'd like to become a patron, you can <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Williams' score. I mean, I, I would. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 awesome. It's amazing. It's it's one of the great things about this about this um, franchise. And it's not just wheeling out the hits. Like the stuff that is specifically done for this film. Yeah, absolutely rules. There we go. I knew if I threw something out, I'd get a technical answer. Thank you guys. Thank you for making me look smart. Uh, the, the final thing. It was a great thing. It's the jewel at the end. It's a fucking jewel at the end. It's Luke and the Emperor and Vader. And it it is it's the best lightsaber jewel out of the entire Star Wars like franchise. Entire and I mean everything, including T V series, all that sort of stuff. For me, it's the best lightsaber jewel. The stakes have never been more. They're, they're, even when Vader eventually turns and then just goes, nah, fuck the Emperor and tosses him down a hole, I'm like, it's still a surprise. It's still a shock. The whole like, you know, She's your sister, all that shit. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking take it or leave it. But when, like, the the actual <laughs> turn of Vader, I'm like, fuck, man, that is that is a twist. And then just the, you know, like, how hey, I got to get out, I got to rescue, you, and you already have my son. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. So hyperbole sandwich tofu. There you go. I was sitting there and I was like, I've got at least twenty <laughs> negative things, but fuck it, I'm going hyperbole as well. Oh, fuck Billy, he can eat shit. I'm going, I'm going. Listen, it's Tofu's favorite movie. I can't go more than him, so I'm going to go twenty thousand and sixty nine. Jeez, <laughs> yes, nuts. Yes, Sam, I love you. Well, it is fucking awesome. It was my second or third favorite film for years, or maybe fourth. It was in my top five for years. It was fucking top ten, maybe. It was up there, man. It was one of my favorite films, and I, I can't just fucking not drop hyperboles on some of my favorite films. It's just fucking bullshit. But here we are. Anyhow, I'm loving being in this space right now. Let's just dunk on Billy every because time of you, he sees Sam. Not, th- not this other guy. Yeah. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, Topher. I always wanted it to, like, I never wanted this podcast to be three husky bearded dudes sitting around talking about Star Wars. You know, complaining about everything. First time in history, I think it's happened. <laughs> First time yeah. in history. 
Absolutely. But like at least two of us aren't going to be complaining. We've just got one idiot who clearly can't see fucking past his glasses as to how much of an amazing fucking film this is. Yeah. Can't see the Ewoks for the trees film. or something. <laughs> Anywho, let's move us over to our usual questions. Topher, why don't you lead us off? I'm happy to do so. Question two, gentlemen. What was the biggest dick move in the movie? Other than Billy scoring it under 7,000. <laughs> well, I already brought mine up before. My, this is maybe a controversial one. Probably not. But this is actually off screen. The biggest dick move for me is the constant retconning by George Lucas. When I got up to the fucking dance scene in Jabba's Palace, I was it's not like, what you want. You dick moved me, Lucas. This is not a good part of this film. Like, it. It really brings it down for me. Like, I, I really wish that I could find that original copy again because... Every, yeah, every time I'm watching it now and we get up to that yeah. sequence, I every, every time I get to it, I forget that it's coming somehow. Yeah, same. And every same. time it happens, it catches me by surprise and I go, oh. And the awful CG Jabba the Hutt. Like, Jabba the Hutt was one of those incredible puppets like you brought it up before Toph about when light hits something physical and you actually see it bounce off it and it, it looks like a real part of the scenery because it actually physically is and Jabba looks so bad in this special edition I just it just makes me sad I gotta I gotta say I'm there with you like when the band that guy that I'm like what the <laughs> yeah. fuck is this like I like they've kind of tried to kidify it I don't know like yeah. I don't know if that's the word infantilized or whatever, like whatever you want to call it. They've tried to make it more kid friendly by having this just random dude singing, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, this leads into my dick move. Is like Jabba just fucking straight up sacrifices a dancing girl for no reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, a dancing twilik who's like doing her shit is awesome all over the place, and then Jabba's just like, nah, fuck off, bitch. I'm not paying you, and then just drops into a rancor pit. I was like, holy shit. That was my biggest dick move. I mean, there's so many obvious ones. I wanted to go with that one. Yeah. My, my dick move is, it's, I'm along the lines of Billy, but it's, it's, pre, it's pre-retconning. It's, it was an in-the-moment thing that George did where he was like, you know what? They should be brother and sister. Yeah. Like, just, it's bad for them. It's bad for romantic fan fiction. Just, just bad <laughs> job, George. Like, just have Leia choose Han. It, like, that's fine. Because yeah. who wouldn't? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't make, don't make Empire weird for us, George. What are you I, done? I know, right? Because they kissed, and now you watch it back, and it's like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Bad job, George. The, the the funny part is like he went back and edited these films so much, but he didn't think I could go back and delete that scene with that kiss because it contributes nothing to the story. You do get a good line from Han. His little take it easy as he walks out is <laughs> is some great Harrison Ford shit. Yeah, exactly. That is true. I'm not going to say it's worth it for the cringe, but <laughs> it's... Absolutely. And, and you're right. Like, I mean, the choice between Luke and Han, I mean, like, like, like I, I know a thing or two about this, man. Like, ladies love going for the handsome, like, bad boy, man. Like, that's the reason why I never got laid, you know? Like, <laughs> I was neither, so I yeah, fucking that, knew. that's the reason, buddy. <laughs> I, I had a lot of friends who were handsome bad boys, and they used to slam a lot of girls that I was interested in. It was amazing. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> next question. Next question. Uh, question number two. Oh, three. What is it, Billy? All right. What quote from this film would be the worst to hear immediately after having sex? We have in this film the, the line that I hear most. Help me take this mask off. <laughs> I like that. But that's not, that's not what the question is. Um, 
right up there is um. <laughs> that's not what you want. Oh, my poor wife. That is something she hears after most times. <laughs> oh, we know, bro. We know. And then snoring. Yeah. I'm going to go with, well, short help is better than no help at all. That's not a bad one. That's not bad. Hey, talking about their Wookiee sounds, I also thought the Jebba laughing was another one. The <laughs> it was like, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. That's another thing my wife has heard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know, bro. Um, my, my one was, I'm sure Luke wasn't on that thing when it blew. That was an honor- honourable mention. Yep, I like it. My, I like it. My only other one was, soon I'll be dead and you with me. Yeah, that's creepy. Rough. Yeah, that's not what you want. Uh, I've gone for simplicity, but I, I almost can't imagine anything worse, right? Let's say you're at the at the club, you meet some broad. You go broad? Back in your, is this the fucking 1950s? Is it the 1920s? You, you go back and you lay in some pipe, you know. Broad! <laughs> you roll over and you just hear, It's a trap! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was good, but I still can't get over broad. So me and the Sheila, see, we went to the Jamboree, see... <laughs> She had one of them jazz cigarettes, the Me dirty broad. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, question number four. What was the most insane leap of logic in this film? It's Han's escape. Just like the entire sequence. Like the whole thing from start to finish is just like, I don't know about this. I don't know if this would actually work. You're relying on a lot of steps here that you have really no control over. Are you talking about Han's escape from commitment, where every time Leia's like, I love you, he's like, I know. And he's like, hey, look, when Luke comes back, I don't need to be here. You know, he's like fucking slammed it, tagged it, I'm out, I'm fucking gone, princess. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone with, I'm just, I, I don't want to do this, but, but George, <laughs> what's the logic that we were ever going to be okay with Vader now going, no, <laughs> again, it's the same audio. It's the same audio. Yeah, yeah. That, that is up there. Yeah. When was that ever going to work? I also couldn't help but think on this viewing that just the insane leap of logic that, you know, Luke cuts off Vader's hand and it's in seeing that that he's like, oh my God, I've, I've become him. It, it just, it was a real, why did you say that name moment for me? You shut the fuck up, cunt. That was great symbolism, you fucking asshole. I don't know, man. It was a little bit Martha. I'm with Sam. Go back to fucking Tommy Boy, boy. Oh, don't you slam Tommy Boy. I don't have time for your reindeer games, Rudy. <laughs> How clever is that, right? The movie's called Reindeer Games and the character's name is Rudy. It's genius. Fuck, let's move on before he gets too carried away. My my one, I've got two and they're both kind of leaps. The first of which is that the Emperor gets thrown down this shaft and then explodes into a million pieces. But ah, he's still alive. Like, what the fuck? We literally see him explode and people get hit in the shockwave. But my other one is... Well, Billy, Billy likes that more than this Yeah, film. Yeah, exactly. I it's don't. True. That's not the film I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you Okay, wait. Can we just... Okay, sidebar. Sidebar, people. Billy likes a prequel film more than Return of the Jedi. Yeah, we, we can... T- That's fucked up. Spoiler alert, but we'll get to that, the question after the next one. <laughs> that is fucked that is up. fucking weird. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, but, but my other one is actually in a, is an actual leap. Uh, it's when Luke and Leia swing like a hundred feet between barges by a rope, 
that isn't attached to anything that I can imagine. Like if it was attached to the yeah. top of that barge, they would have gone about three or four metres, if that. <laughs> but instead they managed yeah. to do this massive swing. And I remember I, I've got two massive... He probably used the force. That, that was the answer. At, at work, <laughs> to, like last week, I was talking to the guys about it. I was like, watch Return of the Jedi last night. How the fuck did Luke swing between barges? And one of them was like, he force held the rope up in the air. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Okay, that's very similar similar to when Xena was on The Simpsons and then she said anytime anything happened that doesn't make any sense, a wizard did it. And I was like, yeah, there we go. A force <laughs> wizard does it. Yeah, there we go. And Luke kind of gets in a cheeky little grope because he doesn't know it's his sister. <laughs> ah, it's not good. <laughs> it's, not gro- it's not good at all. Anywho, moves us over to our Patreon questions, first of which comes from our mate Dan Brennick of Netflix and Swill. Netflix and Swill is awesome. It's so awesome that he recommended a movie for me in list review called 365 Days. We did that on our Patreon oh, recently. <laughs> if you want to hear me have three quarters of a mental breakdown, but Liz have a 110% of an effort of a breakdown. There you go, Topher. There you go. <laughs> go over to our Patreon. Listen to that. It's 40 minutes of people screaming about how shit a movie is. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Anywho, what's this question, Tove? This question would be, who was the true MVP of the film? For me, it's Admiral Akbar. I think Akbar is sick. He's just, he's a cool dude. And I'm going to, I don't think they would have succeeded in this mission without him sitting in that chair. He's, he's like the Picard of this mission. He's just a cool dude with a cool face and a cool voice. I love him. And he got memed the most. He yes, did. he did. <laughs> I, I was going to drop him in my controversial opinion. I, to be honest, I don't think he's that good. Like he's taking orders from Lando the whole time. He's like, engage them at like fucking point blank range. And he's like, well, we won't, we won't last long against some Star Destroyers. Longer will last longer against this Death Star. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I, I thought about answering Lando for this question, but then I was like, you know what? I feel like that's a bit of a cheat because I don't know if you would say he's not a main character. It's a tricky question for me whether he's main or not. Yeah, there's a lot of mains. I feel like you sort of got to rule yeah. out Han, Luke, and Leia. I feel like those are the main three. Exactly. And probably yeah, Vader yeah. as well. See, I mean, because Vader. Well, and Chewie. Yeah, Chewie. Chewie, C-3PO, Everyone forgets. They're everyone all forgets che- Just like at the end of A New Hope, everyone forgets Chewie. Where's Chewie's medal? Yeah, where's Chewie's medal? Where's Leia <laughs> hugging Chewie after Han dies? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. idiots. Uh, my one, yeah, I mean, you just mentioned one of their names. C-3PO. Like, C-3PO. What? No. Yeah, yeah, okay. No way. Okay, hear me out, right? He stops them <laughs> from getting eaten by the Ewoks. Okay? They think he's a god. He has no reason, by the way, guys, no reason to be on that fucking planet whatsoever, right? Him and R2-D2, R2-D2, you can argue hack into systems, all that sort of shit. But C-3PO has been this moaning bitch, you can say the billy of the group, for the entire fucking trilogy. <laughs> I, I would definitely Both argue, equally good at getting around a forest. <laughs> exactly. I would definitely argue that they're both mains, for sure. C-3PO and R2-D2 are main characters. Well, some, some people do argue that A New Hope is their story, because they're, they're they're from start to finish. Like, they witness everything yeah. sort of thing. But... The whole thing's just a retelling by R2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> goes goes one theory, and that's why R2 continuously saves the day. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, He's the one doing the real retconning. So I ruled out R2-D2. And the other reason why I had C-3PO is he sacks up. Like, when the group gets captured, he sacks up and he was like, over here, I believe you're looking for us. And it's, like, the most total, like you know, anomaly for C-3PO. He's been this, like, scaredy cat the entire time, and then the one time he's needed, he just fucking sacks up and just, like, arms in the air, hey, I'm going to take on an entire fucking Stormtrooper battalion by myself. I was like, fuck, go C-3PO. You're the man. Still winters the entire time. Still can't fucking stand the arsehole, but 
Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. It's the first good thing that's been said about the guy ever. <laughs> Probably the last. Absolutely. I'm going to go with Wicket. <laughs> I knew you were. <laughs> <laughs> what a little champion. Yeah. None yeah. of this is possible without him. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Absolutely. Who needs Wookiees when you've got the murder bears of Endor? <laughs> Can we just talk about them for a second? When when did they find the... T- this is like some Kevin McAllister Home Alone shit, right? Where he has an hour to set up his house and he sets up the most elaborate traps ever. These Ewoks do the same thing, right? I, I'm, I was talking about this at work and one of the guys said, those are the only Ewoks that the Ewoks want you to see. There's millions of them out there. <laughs> and I was like... Could be right. You could be right. That are setting up, you know, like massive, like you know, log traps that swing from trees and get cut down and roll down hills and take out ATSDs. I was like, okay, that yeah. serious amount of prep. They're industrious as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they are magical. Next question, also a Patreon question, comes courtesy of our amazing friend Julio of the Contrarians Podcast. But uh, what's his question there, Billy? Well, Julio wants to know, what is our most controversial opinion about this film? This is an opinion that I've had for quite some time, and then I went on the internet and I discovered that there's quite a lot of us out there which are Boba Fett truthers, I guess is the best way to describe us, where we think Boba Fett sucks. He is nowhere yeah. near as fucking badass yeah. as people make him out. And the TV series hasn't really done much favours, and I hate saying this given that it's played by a New Zealander, and how much representation do we have in Hollywood? Fucking four-fifths of fuck all. But the but the fact is, like in this film, right? He sees Luke pull out a lightsaber, kill all the dudes on his barge, and then basically stand there. And his first impulse is, "I'm gonna fucking jetpack my way over there and engage him in hand to hand combat." <laughs> You've got a rocket. Yeah, I've rocket the other barge, dude. <laughs> You've got fucking distance weapons. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? I've never understood the Boba Fett thing. He's just not that cool. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot being said about how he accidentally dies, but look, fucking 99% of the shit in these films is coincidence. So, you know, like, I, I can live with that, but the fact he tries to engage Luke in hand-to-hand combat, and then the other thing too, he's got a flamethrower, but he decides, hey, I know, I'll wrap him up. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's already hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, what I have written down here is Boba Fett going out in underwhelming fashion is not an issue because Boba Fett is an underwhelming character. Oh, there yeah. we goes. <laughs> Same boat. <laughs> well, uh, this is where you guys can rag away because this is where I have written down. I'm sorry, but I don't think this movie is as good as Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> I mean, okay. There's some really, really, really It doesn't bad have enough stuff. of Hayden Christensen telling <laughs> about Padme she's beautiful. Yeah. There's some really, really, that's, really bad that's stuff That's End of Attack of the Revenge Clones, of the Billy. Sith. Come on, man. Yeah. There's some Get really bad stuff about Revenge of the Sith. But there's some really cool stuff, too. Like, I mean, that fight- There is. I'll, the I'm, in a bit, I'm a bit of an apologist yeah. for that film. But yeah. there's still an awful lot of bad- Yeah, but you know what? I think you're being coloured about how much bad there is in this film, too. Like, like I how said, this is, this is a fun film, and I will always have fun watching it, but I would not say this is a good film. This is, this is easily the worst yes, you would. trilogy. You gave it almost 7,000 <laughs> Yeah, you gave it a very good okay. score. 10,000. Yeah, sorry. Good, good film, not a great film. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I think we'd also like to point out that, in, in support of Billy here, that this film has Mon Mothma in it, which is a famously tall woman. 
and there's no tall woman uh, in, <laughs> in Revenge of the Sith. We see now where it's come unstuck. I tell you who will not be watching the Andor series. Yeah. <laughs> that would be one Billy. Billy. Well, you guys have just ruined one of my future answers because uh, what was something you noticed that you didn't think other people would have noticed? Yeah, Mon Moth was tall, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you noticed it, Sam. Your, dis- so. your discrimination of tall women continues, Billy. <laughs> I wrote that down just for you, buddy. I know how much you like to rag on me for something that's quite frankly not true. My wife is quite tall for a woman. I have nothing wrong with tall women. But somehow you've got this in your head and... <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somehow. It, like, not countless episodes of We Watched the Thing, we just rabbed on Elizabeth Debicki. As soon as she showed up, I was like, look how tall that woman is. She sucks. <laughs> One episode where I spoke about how I didn't like Elizabeth Debicki in a film. She looked out of place, man. She was too tall. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Did Liam Neeson also look out of place in that film? I don't remember Liam Neeson being in that film. I was too distracted by <laughs> Elizabeth Debicki. <laughs> because they both share scenes with the same character, and yet you only found the one who's not as tall as Liam Neeson to be distractingly tall, which is, that's, I mean, that's what's interesting. <laughs> Let's move on, shall yeah. we? <laughs> Draw your own conclusion, <laughs> listeners. Uh, yeah, question number seven. What's something that you noticed that you don't think other people might have merely noticed? We've already had Billy's answer. What about you, Toe? Mine is that in the throne room scene, still one of my favourite scenes of any movie ever. I love it so much. Vader is standing in what would traditionally be the hero spot right from the beginning. Traditionally, in, like if you want to go real by the numbers, like, you know, you, you're watching old Western or whatever. Typically, your hero is looking screen left to screen right, the villain, vice versa. It's like, you know, just imprinted brain thing for Western people. That's the way we read or, or, or something. That's the way it's done. But in that scene, in a, either a good bit of foreshadowing or a bit of sheer fluke, Vader is in the hero spot right from the beginning. That's impressive. Yeah, that's something I haven't thought of before. That's good. Um, to take something very technical and awesome and uh, to turn it into something crass, did you guys notice that Harrison Ford grabs Leia's tit or grabs Carrie Fisher's tit <laughs> after she gets shot? I, no. Okay. Uh, no, I did not notice that. There's that bit where they're, they're outside the base and, you know, like a stormtrooper pops up, shoots Leia and she goes, ah, and goes down. Harrison gra- And he like props her up in yeah, the corner. Yeah, Harrison grabs her on the shoulder, then grabs her straight on the boob. <laughs> Are up. <laughs> well, those two were going at it non-stop, weren't they? Like, he probably forgot the cameras. They were, and he was furious at it because he was married at the time, and it was, wasn't supposed to be public information, and then she talked about it in her biography. But um, the other one, a, a lovely bit of trivia, is that when two of the Ewoks are talking to each other, uh, Tofu will know what I'm talking about, one of them goes, that guy is smart, and the other one replies, more than I am tall. But because it's done in cutesy language, it's like, that guy's smart, one of them tall. <laughs> and it's like, you don't pick it up because you think it's Ewok language, but when you listen out for it, you're like, oh, there it is. Okay, so it's that guy's wise more than I'm short, which is, here you go. That guy's wise. Look, recording's tough, man. When you're recording with people in Australia, you're recording like 11 o'clock at night. I can't remember all of it. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't just fucking technical difficulty sound myself, did I? What the fuck? Anywho, uh, on to our next Patreon question. Comes courtesy of our mate Dave Baker, who also has his own Patreon as well, at patreon.com forward slash your favourite. Post a ton of awesome content, and there is a link down in the show notes. Go check him out. Uh, what's this question, Toph? 
This is what two characters would you want with you at a house party? I tried really hard to come up with answers that I I thought were like out of the box and stuff, but for this one I couldn't. It's Han and Chewie. I know that that's like the most obvious thing in the world, but they're just the fucking best and they'd be so cool to hang out with. Wookiees are known to rip the arms out of people that piss them off, Billy. That's true. Only if you like beat them at chess and that's not going to happen at a house party. Yeah, but, well, it's not going to happen with me. I'm going to beat someone at chess. Can't beat my seven-year-old at chess, mate. Good point. Uh, the first one for me, R2-D2. We see him be a bartender in this and he's he's pretty proficient at it. And it's pretty awesome, yeah. man. Like he's, he's a, yeah, sure he's a droid, but fuck, I don't know anyone else has a fully automated AI system like him. And the other one, um, I mean, I've written down Lando, but then I was like, you'd probably get pestered for weeks afterwards from your female friends of like, even like, oh, hey, who was your friend? Or, oh, hey, who the fuck was your friend? You know what I mean? Like, he would be next level pesty. And I'm like, I don't really want that there. So, so then I was like, oh, I'd just invite Mon Mothma so Billy wouldn't show up. <laughs> I'm just going to go, guys. <laughs> I don't really feel welcome. <laughs> There we go, the mere mention of a tall woman has scared Billy away. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm done here. <laughs> um, Billy, I've, I've, I've half joined you in the low-hanging fruit, and so one of mine is Han, but yeah. it's, it's not just because Han rules, although, yeah. of course, Han rules. Um, Han runs Spice, a.k.a. Drugs. Let's get this party going. <laughs> true, true. My other one is my, my favourite ever Imperial, uh, Admiral Piet. Like, bad employer, maybe not the worst guy ever. I think he would, like, away from his workplace, I think he'd do dish really good gossip about <laughs> everyone else in the Empire. You could ask him about that time that he saw half of Vader's head. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's like, it's gross. It's gross. <laughs> it looks like a Sean scrotum. <laughs> it's breathtaking. <laughs> With a very blunt razor. Um, anyway, um, question number nine. Patreon question as well. Come excuse if our mate Nick Haskins of Nicholas Kitchen. Awesome cooking podcast. It's more than that. It's all about embracing life and it's just awesome. Uh, yeah, what's this question? Billy... All right, Nick wants to know, what type of meal is this movie? This one is a very easy for me. It's like when you go to your favorite restaurant and you're like, okay, I want my favorite meal. And they come out and they go, okay, I want this. And they go, I'm sorry, we've just sold out of that. And you're like, okay, okay, I'll have this then. And they're like, no, we're sold out of that as well. And you're like, hmm. Okay, well, this is my third favorite meal from this place. It's not my top two, but I guess I'll have it. You know, I was I love Mexican and I was really looking forward to a burrito and then chimichangas, but you only got quesadillas. Okay, fuck it, I'll do quesadilla, I guess. You know, fine, sure. For me, this is a Hawaiian pizza. Loved it. Like, loved it when I was little. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And it was only, like, much later on in life that I realized that other people have serious reservations about it. And they might be right, <laughs> but I don't necessarily care. I, I hear you. No, I'm with you, mate. Yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with pineapple on a pizza. <laughs> I mean, there is, but I don't care. <laughs> I, it's much better than pineapple in spaghetti. <laughs> these, these are just like, this is your Australasian faves right here. Like Hawaiian pizzas, man, like they were like all the rage. Like as a Kiwi kid growing up, like I, I like honestly, I would have been about 
14 or 15 before I realized that you could put other shit on a pizza. You know what I mean? Like a pizza to me <laughs> was like, yeah, it was like ham and pineapple. That was it. Yeah. My answer is so close to both you guys. I'm like, I'm like between you. I reckon this is a thin crust pepperoni pizza, which when I was a kid, I thought was like one of the best pizzas you could get. Not the best, but one of. And now that I'm an adult and I've had so many other pizzas, I'm like, yeah, you need some more toppings on there, really. (laughs) Anyway, that moves us over to question number 10. First time in this podcast, what character from this film has definitely been caught engaging in some self-love? Can I introduce you to Luke Skywalker, Space Virgin? (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) let's not overthink this one (laughs) he is definitely sad and lonely (laughs) i mean it's r2d2 though right like that little guy is shoving himself in every slot servicing himself (laughs) (laughs) that's he i don't know that he's i don't know that it's self-love he'll just R2 will stick it in anything he says. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh, there's a slot. Yep. I can fit in that. Yeah. Imagine the viruses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'll have to get checked monthly. He doesn't give a fuck yeah. who sees him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd be he'd be the guy in, like, the pool filter. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would. He probably would. Um, I'm going to introduce most of the non-nerdy listeners to a character his name is Salacious Crumb. And if you're wondering who the fuck mm. Salacious Crumb is, it's the little laughing guy that sits on top of Jabba. That guy... Horrid little prick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a guy that you've never wanted more to die in your entire life in terms of snivelly, yeah. weaselly little sidekicks. He doesn't give a shit. He's just sitting there, and then every time somebody busts him, he's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's doing it in people's faces when there's massive sleepovers at Jabba's palace. Which was going to be one of my questions. Would you guys sleep over in that palace? Well, I think we would all say fuck no. But uh, he, he is doing it. He is a pest. We can fucking tell he's yeah. a pest. He'd be like multiple MIGs next to Hannibal. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> Absolutely. Anywho, takes us over to our personal questions. What do you got, Billy? All right. My first personal question. Which side character would you guys want to follow in a spin-off from this film? It's funny you raise this, given that like pretty much all of these characters have now had a spin-off film <laughs> yeah. or, a, or uh, series. Not Boba Fett. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that was going to be one of my answers. My only other answer is Admiral Akbar. Akbar rules. Like as much as that, said, he's, that would be cool. He's a bit of an idiot. He's managed to make himself like you know Admiral of the Rebel Fleet. I want to see the rise and fall of Admiral Akbar. Yeah, yeah. young Akbar. How do we get here? Absolutely. Um, my guy has always been Wedge Antilles. Yes! I knew, yeah, I knew you were going to say Wedge. You're such a um, Wedge fan. Oh, I've always, always been here for Wedge. Yeah. I read the shit out of the X-Wing Rogue Squadron books. I was like, <laughs> I remember the day the first one of them came out. I was like, hang on. Wait, I'm sorry. We're doing books about Wedge now. This, this will be the happiest I ever am. Yes. It's all downhill from here. Uh, so sign me up for more Wedge. As a young 14-year-old boy traveling the world, I remember leaving New Zealand and getting to Los Angeles, or it might have been the UK, and walking into a bookstore and being like, holy shit, there's books? This is amazing. We don't have bookstores in New Zealand. This is a surprise. <laughs> and then seeing all the extended universe of like Star Wars and being like, holy fucking shit, Rogue Squadron was one of them. I read them as well. I love that expanded yeah. universe. My partner is just looking at me, shaking her head. She can't believe it. <laughs> Isn't that on permanent rotation, though? <laughs> this, is, this is her choices. <laughs> oh, good shit. All right. My second question for you guys. 
Who had the greater return, the Jedi or the King? Just move over to question number three, Billy. Come on, man. <laughs> I want to hear from you guys. Like they're both. Like I know that I know that Return of the King is in both your guys' top ten or top five as well. No, I want to hear you. No, I want to hear nah. you say which is better. Nah, really? Nah. I oh, felt like fe- Fellowship. Yes, not Return of the King. Yeah, fellow- yeah Fellowship right. is definitely top thirty. Probably top four. Oh, yeah, probably top thirty. I'm not as big a fan of the Lord of the Rings films as I should be. I, um, you know, despite my ongoing love for this film, I think I've probably got to go the king here because we know that the return of the Jedi was uh, short-lived and pretty messy. <laughs> True. Well, yeah, I mean, as it turned out. The Jedi who is returning in this film is Vader. Return well, of the king. That's long last. I think you make a pretty good argument that it's Luke. Yeah, or Yoda. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the Jedi, the Jedi, the titular Jedi, if you will, it's it's Anakin. It's the return of Anakin. No, well, it's not. It's the Jedi Order in the, like a plural sense. I was going to say, you think it's pluralist yeah. Jedi? Yeah, like the Jedi have been wiped out, and now they have somebody who the Jedi in general are like, we're back, baby. Yeah. Are you googling mouse mice <laughs> Jedi Jedi? <laughs> Billy's just going to surf um, the internet until he finds someone no, who agrees with the, him, which the, is a really hard thing to do. Yeah, no, Cracksmoker69 says that I'm I, I literally just typed in, who is the Return of the Jedi? The very first thing that comes up, Return of the Jedi refers to the return of Anakin Skywalker, as previously stated above. Well, like, if the internet says so. <laughs> that's, the, that's literally like the very first thing that pops up. <laughs> who cares, Billy? <laughs> Hey, Billy, you should go to the billysucks.com and, <laughs> and see this website that me and Topher make that proves that you suck. This is amazing. Yeah, I'd, I'd believe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number three. Which is the weirdest looking alien in this film that you would still smash? Uh, Layer in that weird helmet. I think that, no, that's, <laughs> come on. That's, that's not the question it's I not, have. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's probably one of the Twi'lek dancers. You know, the, the one that gets tossed to the rancor. Ahsoka Tano, she's, she's hot. Twi'lek, something like that. Twi'lek, Twi'lek yeah. yeah. Well, I've always said Twi'lek, but I don't know if I'm right about nah. that. <laughs> yeah, like that or, you know, I don't know, someone Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Go with Greedo's sister. You know you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Who shot first? <laughs> you billy i know you're trying to drop us in on this no no i was just curious i i reckon that your answer is actually pretty smart sam i reckon it's uh it's leia like she's not from earth she's an alien she's pretty fine looking unfortunately she is from anakin which is kind of weird but <laughs> i think the return of the jedi means leia yeah same do you really <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i've al- i've always thought that it referred to anakin i can't believe that that's not what it is now i feel dumb that's just what i've always thought i've always oh yeah i've always but thought like, about it's like the jedi order you're not yeah. wrong like george probably doesn't care he's probably that's like true. cool take take from it what you want you're all right stop <laughs> setting things on fire and being yeah. abusive online. Yes. And we were all like, no, George. <laughs> I'll crush you like a worm. <laughs> okay, actually, you know what? This should have been one of my questions. Which fan base is more toxic? Star Wars or Zack Snyder? Star <laughs> Wars? Petulant children. <laughs> uh, no, nah, this is like the discussion about extroversion versus introversion because Star Wars fans are more toxic against each other than fucking like Snyder fans are toxic outwardly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. If Star Wars fans are pretty toxic if you put an Asian person in a Star Wars film. Yeah, no, no, but yeah. Or a woman. Yeah, or a woman. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> or have Kathleen Kennedy run Lucasfilm. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're pretty bad. But I feel like Star Wars fans argue with each other more often than, oh, no, yeah, you're right. Snyder fans just hate everything, man. They just want to see the world burn. He, they also I, have no taste. That's so. <laughs> why Army of the Dead won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. It got recognised at the Oscars. Yeah, sorry. Oh, it didn't sorry. win an Oscar. Yeah, so recognised. Recognised. <laughs> that was just, I mean, let's hope that's as bad as it gets for humanity. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hey, talking about uh, stupid things, let's move on to Luke's plan to rescue Han from Jabba. What do you guys reckon was the stupidest part of his plan? His lack of an oversized coat. It's <laughs> <laughs> good one. It's good one. I mean, my answer is just the plan. Like, from start to finish, it's not good. I couldn't pinpoint down to a single, like, stupidest part, because the whole thing's just dumb. <laughs> Can I... Let me, let me, let me stick up for for my guy Luke here for a moment is it not possible that Luke knows that the plan is never going to work there's no way Jabba's going to go for this so he's just going to have to turn up and murder everyone yeah I mean possibly yeah possibly but then why not just turn up and murder everyone why start with the because it's cool it's cool <laughs> to be like <laughs> that's true there's, <laughs> there's literally no other explanation as to why I mean like sure you could argue that the droid wouldn't have let him in and it's like a massive bulkhead but We've seen what lightsabers could do. He could cut through that door. And then yeah. you're like, well, would they have defrosted Han and killed him before he got there? Maybe, you know, like his, his plan is to smuggle all these guys in. Great shot, though, when he walks in backlit and it's like, oh, shit, is it Vader? Yeah, it's true. The part of it that I thought was stupid, which wasn't surely not Luke's idea, was Lando watching people walk away, then inexplicably pulling down his mask. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hey, I need to reveal to the audience, audience that I'm Lando. And it's like, you could have just had him walked back to his quarters and take his mask off. Like, we don't need this fucking, like, stupidity for no reason, you know? Still a high pebbly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next question. C-3PO is fluent in over 6 billion forms of communication, as he refers to it. How many of those do you reckon involve some really weird shit? I mean, more than a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Zero. C-3PO is the most beige character in the galaxy and is just incapable of anything that isn't dull as dishwater. Oh, no, I reckon nah. I reckon they're always the ones who are the, you know, they're the ones who are full on. <laughs> no, not 3PO. Not yeah. 3PO. Definitely 3PO. Yeah, Definitely 3PO. Yeah. I've worked he, with he some... He speaks some love languages fluently. Yeah, exactly. He speaks... He does interpretive fucking sex dances and shit yeah. to get... The guy can barely move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what makes it even fucking freakier. It's like watching your yeah. fucking granddad dancing at a party. You're like, you shouldn't be doing that. That's, that's yeah. C-3PO. Yeah. He's so beige because he's trying to hold that all in at all times because his head is constantly like, do something fucked. Do something <laughs> fucked. He's like, no, I mustn't. <laughs> Six billion forms of communication, even if like one million of them are some fucked up shit, that's still a lot of fucking yeah. fucking weird things oh, that are yeah. going through your yeah. mind. <laughs> that, you know, if, if you see Luke and Leia making eyes at each other and he immediately thinks, well, the fucking weird people of this planet would start doing this right now and he starts fucking pelvic thrusting or something in the fucking background <laughs> that guy that guy is up to i mean i've i've worked with some really uptight people you get two beers down them and it's the same with c-3po get two fucking oil cans down them you start doing some really weird shit i can fucking tell yeah. it i can tell, <laughs> I can tell. That, that guy is plugged into quite a few sockets that he shouldn't have i can fucking i'm telling you now r2d2 is the outward one he's the he's the inward one 
His interview division. Any, anywho, uh, my final question. Do you guys reckon any of the other Force Ghosts were like, what the fuck, bro, when Anakin showed up? It's just, oh, it's it's another one of those terrible changes by Lucas to put Hayden Christensen in there. Yes. I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, even his reasoning is that because Vader was a Sith and so, you know, a Sith can't be a Force Ghost, so the Force Ghost shows, like, him when he was last a Jedi and stuff, but it just it doesn't make sense to me at all. No, it's quite silly. Um, but in terms of are they going to be upset because this guy who murdered a bunch of younglings and so on and so forth, probably the best thing Anakin did. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> like let's, we, I mean, we can go through them. There aren't that many, and if there are more out there, then send your complaints to Sam. So Qui Gon Jinn not upset because he was the original Anakin guy. Obi-Wan, you were my brother, Kenobi. He's not upset. He's just happy to have his guy back. Well, that's true, yeah. Yoda, as we know from The Last Jedi, big on learning from mistakes. I think he forgives Anakin. So I think everyone's okay with it, actually. You're missing one person. Mace motherfucking Windu. Is Mace a Force ghost? Or is he dead? There's the fucking big conspiracy theory. Is he still alive or is he dead? I I mean, personally, I think he's pretty dead. Yeah. That was a big fall. It's- yeah, but so was Palpatine's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Mace is somewhere getting like, he's like attached to something and we don't know if he's kind of being grown off it or... Yeah, that's exactly right. Something of, of that yeah, order. Yeah, they're cloning him. They're like coming up with some sort of different idea of what to do with him. He's, he's got a granddaughter surprise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who's chosen her own identity as a Skywalker. That's exactly right. Uh, that's exactly right. But it's, it's one of these things, it's like if you showed up to heaven and you're, like, you're wandering around, you're like, oh, yeah. And then you like looked over and you saw Hitler there and you're like, what the fuck? And then you're like, like pull God aside. And you're like, dude, why is Hitler here? And he's like, hey, 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 you know, like I know he did a ton of bad things, but he also killed Hitler. <laughs> You'd be like, well, yeah, I suppose, but... <laughs> it's kind of the same with Darth. It's just like, yeah, he was pretty bad. Fucking genocided thousands, millions of people, but you know he killed the emperor, so you know. See, but I mean, is it ever really explained what virtues one needs to have to become a force ghost? Is being a Jedi just enough? Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get too far into it. I'm sure I've read about it somewhere like, at some point. I mean, there are there are plenty of religious people out there that, quite frankly, shouldn't be going to heaven. <laughs> but you know, according to their thoughts they are just because they're religious is it the same thing with jedis <laughs> sure why not <laughs> anywho uh anywho that's me done let's move over to Topher. sure okay first of my questions is this how would obi-wan kenobi series era obi-wan have rescued leia from jabba's palace i mean firstly reading that question was like trying to play minesweeper i was like hang on a second <laughs> Um, but I think he would do it in Topher's favourite fashion, which is with a child actor by his side. <laughs> Why? Why would he do such a thing? Uh, I've just gone with, like, everything in Star Wars by coincidence, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and a big coat. <laughs> and a massive coat. There we go. Massive coat. Massive, <laughs> massive coat. Um, all right, question two. Uh, what piece of retconning would you make to this film? I mean, we've, we've already talked about it. Wookiees in for Ewoks. You know, as much as you love Ewoks. Mm. Yeah, it makes a lot, makes more, a lot sense. more sense. Yeah. They, it's amazing that two of the most successful films ever 
didn't have enough budget going into the third one to afford the fabric to make Wookiee-sized characters. And that's literally the only reason why I found out that Ewoks were in this instead of Wookiees, which is just it's insane, but yeah. I mean, it's yeah. the obvious one, and it's probably the right one, but yeah. Mine is, mine is actually like a re-retcon, because I would just undo the dance scene at Jabba's Palace. That shit is cut. Just cut it out. <laughs> Many people would thank you. <laughs> Myself included, yeah. There's part of me that was like, oh, that's Coruscant. That's pretty cool. We've never actually seen it in the in the original trilogy. And then Crickley was like, oh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and give us back the old Ewok give song. Give us back the old Ewok. Like, li- <laughs> See, that's one thing. No one is against that song. Even the most diehard nah. Ewok hater, no one hates no that one song. No one hates that song. Yet we all that's hate true. that the galaxy, seconds after someone's died, immediately busts out into the biggest fucking slam party that you've ever seen in your life. Like fucking disco raving with the most stupidest lame song that you can't dance to. And I've tried. (laughs) All right, next to my questions uh, is Obi-Wan, as the father figure in this film, does some retconning of his own. What, from a certain point of view thing, will you likely lie to your kids about until you're called out on it? I mean, I do this all the fucking time. My favorite one is telling them that chips are a sometimes food. And uh, that sometimes is uh, every night after they're in bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They'll discover it one day. It's happened before. They come out, they see me eating like a block of chocolate on the couch by myself, and they're like, hang on a second. You said that chocolate is bad for you. I'm like, no, chocolate is bad for you. Chocolate is very good for me. <laughs> so what I said was true. <laughs> yes, exactly. From a certain point of view. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> My one is... Um, I subscribe to the thing of, like, if you're not using it, then it's technically considered to be broken because it's not serving its function. So, like, when Fern is just like, I want to have a bath, I want to have a bath. I was like, you can't. The bath's broken. Maybe it'll be fixed tomorrow. <laughs> or, you know, like, um, I want to use my bike. I'm like, sorry, your bike's broken. We can't go for a ride right now. Your bike's broken. Yeah. Or, Dad, I want to play with you even though you've been out on the piss last night. I'm like, look, your dad's broken, so you can't do anything at yeah. the moment. And that one's not even a lie. <laughs> it's not a lie. He went out with much like old, Oh, sorry, kid. The playground is closed today. <laughs> exactly. The playground's closed. Your dad went out, had a few beers, watched the All Blacks win a match. He's, he's a bit broken. So, yeah. <laughs> Every single time. Anywho, moves us down to our final question, which is a Patreon question. It comes courtesy of our mate Nerdrovert. And he wants to know, what was the perfect time for a bathroom break? Um, never. <laughs> but... But I mean, if you if you like Billy and have a tremendously weak bladder, I maybe lay waking Han up. It's a bit, it's a bit. How you going? Yeah, yeah. Still great though. It is still awesome. I mean, as much as I said I don't love this film, I mean, it's still a lot of fun. I'm I'm with you, Toph. I actually don't think that there's many places where you can happily just leave the. I mean. Luckily, we're at the point now where we've seen it so many times that just about at any point I could go and relieve my bladder and I'll be okay when I walk back in the room. But yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty tight film still, except I've said it a million times, the dance scene. <laughs> I hate to bring it up again. That's the only point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I ducked out this time around the Ewok scene, you know, like after they've originally been picked up and it looks like they're going to be eaten. I think that was when I was like... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, Anytime the Ewoks are on screen, that's a decent <laughs> time to go. <laughs> terrible, terrible yeah, take. wouldn't go that far, but... <laughs> Little guy hugs Han's leg. Yeah. How good is it? Uh, this is something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anywho, that takes us down to the end. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you to these two guys for coming over here. And thank you for converting to the Dark Side Toph and giving us a hyperbole sandwich. I knew I'd get one out of you one day. <laughs> it was, um, it won't happen again. <laughs> Surely when we do The Rise of Skywalker, you're going to give that a hyperbole sandwich. Jesus <laughs> Christ, that film is... Topher, are you familiar with the hyperbole shit sandwich, which is when you give you three bad things. It's like a negative score. <laughs> we might be able to get you on for that. A cup, a couple of the throwbacks that Billy made me do on our show. I'm like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, mate, mate, we had a great. You know, time. if you want, if you want, if you want to roll out Sphere Ooh. again, <laughs> I, I reckon we do Tommy Boy. I reckon we see see what happens. When- mate, I'll I'll come back for Tommy Boy. <laughs> Let's do it. Three hyperbole sandwiches, two of which are not fucking positive. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. I would not. It, like, just in no way would I be willing to watch the film yes. again. In prep for the episode. Same. Yeah. So actually, it would just be Billy here for an hour talking about how great it is. <laughs> Me rolling over whatever I'd seen in the fucking plot on Wikipedia in the trailer or whatever. I think I'd probably go as far as watch the trailer for you, Billy. <laughs> I appreciate that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Do it just for you, bro. Uh, anywho, Billy, why don't you tell us all about We Watch The Thing in case people aren't already listening to you guys. No worries. Well, this is my third time here in like, I don't know, four weeks or something. <laughs> uh, we Watch a Thing does exactly what it says on the tin. We we watch a thing and we chat about it. I used to do it with Toph. He left me, so now I have special guests each week, such as yourself, Sam, who will be yes. with me next week talking about Thor Love and Thunder, which I'm pretty excited for, actually. And uh, and actually, the week after that, Toph will be back because it's our 250th episode, so we... um. Decided to throw on Affleck's Daredevil. Oh! (laughs) Let me ask you this, Sam. Let me ask you this. Whose idea do you think that was? Topher's. That was Topher's. Because he wanted to shit all over it. Yeah. So he can can talk all he wants about the throwbacks I brought up. He made me watch Daredevil. Uh, I, I still haven't... I remember nothing of that night. Yeah, I still haven't tackled editing it yet because... That is oh, the that thing drunkest is a mess. we've ever been. It is a and, mess. Um, I'm not looking forward to cutting it. But did you guys did you guys do week. the theatrical cut or did you do the the re-release the director? It was the director's the cut. Fucking longer one. I feel yeah. like that is maybe like marginally more tolerable than the original one. Oh, well, that's well, a horrible. Geez, that thought. the original must have been pretty bad. Yeah, the original then. one was terrible. Look, I'm a massive Daredevil fan. He's like favorite fucking superhero, and the original one is like legitimately like grating to the point of like you want to kill yourself whereas the like the director's cut you're like eh, you know like it's not good it's not mediocre yeah. it's just it's not fucking yeah so that's we watch the thing you can find it anywhere you find podcasts by searching for we watch the thing or head to we watch or all the socials at we watch the thing perfect uh if you want to yell at me about how i'm wrong about ewoks and revenge of the sith and tall ladies do that <laughs> <laughs> And also Christopher Nolan films. You hate Tenet, right? Is it you hate Christopher Nolan? <laughs> yeah, hate Zack Snyder? Yeah. Is there any other fan bases you want to piss off? <laughs> Say some shit about the MCU. Yeah, go on. Say about how Love and Thunder is going to suck. No, I'm 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 cautiously optimistic about Love and Thunder, but I was also about Doctor Strange too, and that was abysmal. So I guess Correct. we'll see what happens next week. Yes, let's not bring that up. Anyway, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In, or you can find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews and Twitter News. Same on Instagram, or send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com. Cool. Anywho, that's thanks from me. Thanks from me.